to episode 222 of the Finger Guns podcast. How are you? My name is Roscoe. Everything is well on my end. How's it going for, well, the doctor in training? It's only Kat. Hello. 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 Hey, doctor in training. How are you? Hey. How are you doing? I'm all right, thank you. I'm okay. Yeah, big day today. Big day. Where, where are you currently reporting from? I'm currently reporting from prison. I mean, my halls, which is <laughs> kind of looks like a prison um, in Staffordshire University. Um, not that if anyone from Staffordshire listening to this and thinking, wow, she's slagging it off. I mean, yeah, I kind of am. But it, the breeze block features, whilst being very warm, does give the vibe off that I've committed a deadly crime. <laughs> um, so apologies if my sound quality you know quality and you know just just general quality of of content is off <laughs> i'll blame my internet regardless my uh my my middle sister went to staffordshire university really what yes. did she do there uh she studied uh music and um Psychology, one of the ologies, I can't remember. It was a long time ago. Very nice. Did she enjoy her time here? She did. She absolutely smashed it. She came out with uh, BA honors and all that nonsense, whatever it is. Oh, and um, yeah, cool. yeah I, I remember going to visit her once. And uh, yeah, it, it, that, that oh. picture you sent, it all came flooding back to me. There you go. If one of you remember, if your sister has any like pub, dinner, food recommendations, or like just things to. Like, I don't know, like nooks and crannies that she can pass on to somebody who is, you know, lost. Mm-hmm. <laughs> uh, I, will, uh, yeah, I will. I will. I will get hold of her and let you know. Thank you. And left back in Taunton like a forgotten kitten. Miles Thompson. Yeah. Hello there. <laughs> <laughs> it's me. I've been forgotten. <laughs> oh, I wasn't expecting that. Sorry. You can't say I'm not committed to the bit, right? Absolutely, absolutely, absolutely. How are you, sir? Uh, I'm okay, thank you. I'm um, currently sat in a pile of boxes and vacuum pack bags full of clothes. Um, but other than that, I'm doing all right, thanks, mate. Surviving. It's weird Good. on your own. <laughs> I can imagine. You know, it's, you've obviously you've shared a house for such a long time, and then suddenly it's uh, suddenly it's just you. Yeah, exactly. And I can definitely recommend getting rid of stuff i think we've cleared out like what over 10 to 15 bags worth of shit yeah <laughs> um i thought you, so might, I thought you just meant me no no <laughs> I definitely recommend getting rid of stuff i'd recommend just getting rid of <laughs> <laughs> no no would not recommend that um no it's uh it's kind of been nice having a cleanse of everything i've kind of been going through systematically and just getting rid of shit and packing other stuff up so mm. yeah it's been a uh, been fun alongside work but it's all right to be fair thank you mate no nice. right. i should i should stress nothing bad has happened by the way um this is oh, all no. good it's very it's very rare you can talk about people like moving out but it actually is a good thing yeah yeah it's a For the betterment it's a, it's a positive is what it is it is it is a move forward in life indeed indeed so when um when are you disappearing uh so fingers crossed it should be the 6th of october that it fully uh all goes through and then the 7th of october is but also fingers crossed to touch every wooden thing in the room uh the day that we move properly all the way up including me okay so we still got time to grab a beer we still have time to grab a beer my friend we will make it happen okay um 
We have plans on Saturday. It's like my birthday, or whatever. But we'll sort it. We'll sort it out later. It's fine. Don't worry <laughs> we will about it. figure it out. We'll figure it out. And George Thompson, hello, sir. Hello. How's it going? Wherever you are in the world. Oh, do you know what? It's going all right. Yeah. Good kids. Working, working weekend. Got some uh, debug stuff written for issue three coming out October seventh. Oh, plug. wicked. Um, and uh yeah it's all good do you know what it's the, this is the first time it's felt in a while that i've not had something objectively to play and um i'm kind of at a loss at the moment i've just been playing games that uh i could probably play others i've been mortal Kombat in and texas and and i could have probably beaten all the other games that i didn't finish this year but hey ho still got a couple more days to go we might Indeed. finish something well, um, there was a code that came in today for Cat that you can take if you want. Oh. <laughs> you don't have to. It's just there and sitting there waiting for someone to take it. <laughs> I haven't sent it back yet. Now, I would like to, just for the for the good of it, but it's something about the genre that I don't know if I can, if I'd be down for it, which is rare because I'm normally into all the genres, but yeah. It's okay. You don't have to. I'm not forcing it on you. You don't have to take it. It's just uh, just one code I remember in my head that's currently sitting there. Roscoe secretly has a gun to Joshua's back. Like, <laughs> you will take this code. <laughs> yeah, my my arm is... My, both my arms are in intact. They're perfectly fine. They're not in pain. Um, yeah, I can use you. them. Thank you for reading that out loud. <laughs> Appreciate that. <laughs> All right, then. Right, let's get to uh, Game of the Week from the top. KB, I, in your limited time, what is your game of the week? Well, in my limited time, I wanted to squeeze in as much game time as possible and I needed to relax as much as I could before starting this. And what better way to relax, Roscoe, than Power Wash Simulator on the PlayStation? Yes, I've played it before on the PC. Hell yes, yeah. I bought it. I spent good money to buy it on my console. Do I regret it? Fuck no. It's a great game. Um, apart from this one trophy, that, that trophy can fuck off. There's a particular trophy where you have to get a football off a slide. Um, that was really hard. Um, <laughs> other than that, it's great. I There's loads of different levels. At the moment, I'm on some sort of like playground level, which is only like the third or, like third or fourth level. But I'm just taking my time, you know. Um, I'm having a blast. I mean, everyone knows what Power Wash Simulator is, but it is genuinely a joy to play. And it's really good if you're in a bit of a headspace where you don't know what you want to play that night. So if you're feeling a bit tired, but you don't quite want to go to bed, but you know you want to play something, but you don't want to get into anything, or you haven't got the concentration to get into anything, Power Wash is like the perfect game because you don't really necessarily have to think, but you still can like, you know, think a little bit. Um... You don't have to concentrate on reading anything. You don't have to do anything like that. You just have to wash. And it's just wonderful. It's so comforting. It really so, is. Just yeah, one, of those, wash one of those ideas that's like, wow, I can't believe this hasn't been done before. But yeah. Yeah, they've just they've nailed it. I remember playing nailed the Garden it. level and I was on 99% for about an yes. hour. And I was like, what the <laughs> fuck is this little bit? And I couldn't <laughs> find it anywhere. And it was... Eventually, I found it. It was under the um, like the built-up wooden kind of planks bit, and it was underneath it. Uh, and it was yeah. like this little orange bit. And I kept shooting. I kept 
Oh my god! I mean, that game does make you rage. It can make you rage, but it is. It's also very cathartic at the same time. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, it can. Yeah, that's the thing. Um, yeah, I absolutely rage. There's like this dinosaur slide, and you have to shoot this football up it. But like every time you shot the football with the power wash, it like flew across the park, and you were like, "Fuck off!" Um, so getting it in the right position to shoot it up the slide is just a nightmare. And I was getting so angry, and I was like, "This is supposed to be relaxing." <laughs> um, so yeah. Uh, other than that, though, I've had a great time, and I think I've got a fire truck next. The Tomb Raider DLC is is completely free. I can't fucking wait for that. SpongeBob mm. is six pounds, and I think that's a worthy six pounds. So I'm going to buy that props when I, you know, I'm going to reach a stage probably where we eventually have no internet, and I've got Power Wash just locked and loaded to go. So <laughs> nice, nice. That's my game of the week. The uh, the Final Fantasy stuff is free as well, isn't it? I believe. Yes. Oh, yes. I think so. Yeah, yeah. yeah. So I'm doing all of it. Oh, how exciting! God, so exciting. Uh, Miles, what is your game of the week? Um, I've kind of been playing lots of different stuff. I've had that thing that you guys talk about where you go into a game fog and you keep dropping into different stuff and then switching. And yeah, I can't really settle on anything. But I did play Dune Spice Wars, and it's okay. It was fine. Um. The best part about it is that it recreates the Dune world really well. Um, so you got like the sandworms. Uh, I can never get the name of these things. Is it the ornithopters? I want to say it's the ornithopters. I think it's those. Uh, the helicopter things. They're really nicely done. Um, just like the unit design, the map design, it's already authentic to um, the style of like what we've seen in the movie. Um, the actual gameplay itself, I found was really interesting. It initially looks really complicated. And then once you get the hang of what everything means, it's actually not very complicated at all. Um, but unlike a lot of RTSs, you can actually pursue victory in like a lot of different ways. You can like go for pure political by winning like the council. Uh, you can do it like monetarily by just buying shares in the company and then just winning because you have de facto domination over everyone else. Um, or you can just do what I do and just steamroll everyone else on the map and just take over everything. So um, it was okay. I um, expected a bit more. I think one of the biggest criticisms is out of early access. Uh, they scrapped doing a story mode or a campaign. So all the factions just feel like still pictures of characters rather than actual characters or factions um which is a bit disappointing um so yeah it was decent enough i think if you're into rts games it's worth checking out um and i also just want to shout out ghost runner 2 because i played the demo this week and ghost runner to no one's surprise is still fucking amazing and it killed me 25 times in the space of 26 minutes uh which i think is pretty good ratio for a game like that um and i know josh wasn't as keen on the bike riding portion but i quite enjoyed it i like the spectacle of it but i do agree with his um uh his feeling that the controls are a little bit laggy and weird um so yeah other than that i've just been playing loads of texas and other stuff so yeah it's just been a mismatch of different games and i started crash 4 and almost smashed my controller already so that's nice fuck that game on honestly fuck i love game. crash but fuck me does he try my patience <laughs> Yeah, oh. yeah. I remember uh, seeing Cat's TikTok about Crash, and I'm like, it can't be that bad. Can't be that. Oh, oh, oh! It is that bad, ladies and gentlemen. <laughs> it's that bad and worse and it's, worse. It makes you want to rage to such a degree for a game that you're so excited to play. Honestly, I love it. Love Crash. Love him to pieces. My God, do I want to wring his neck sometimes? Quite. Quite. All right, and finally, Josh, what is your game of the week? Uh, we played 
I say we, the collective, you and Miles, we played um, a little bit of payday over the week uh, for review. Um, I you say I played. I I was there. Ross helped. Yeah. <laughs> Turning the camera, shooting at um, things, walls, people sometimes. Um, that is playing. You, you saved Greg once. Well, no matter. <laughs> you did save Greg once. Um, yeah, be playing play payday. Um, I think I, I went on a bit of journey on a bit uh, in the kind of like short span of the review period that we that I did. Um, at the start when we were all playing it, like I kind of um, I didn't know what what was kind of the kind of sort of excuse for bringing out a, a, another sequel to the game, pay uh, and having like a full flesh another title when there is payday two that has got a plethora of DLC with that have just added new levels and new characters and collaborations like John Wick and, and so on and so forth. Um, so I didn't know kind of what the point of this sequel was because um, when we were playing it, um, I have played Payday 2, but it's been a very long time. Um, I was just like, isn't this not just what Payday 2 is already uh, when playing Payday 3? Um, and... I think a little bit has gone down to how we perceive modern games should be played, like, and how the mechanics should be um, versus what Payday 3 actually executes. Um, So kind of doing my research into Payday 2, playing a little bit more of that, going back in and kind of deciphering the changes. Um, There is a lot more nuance now in terms of kind of the... uh, the infiltration part of the of the game there's not just a very binary sort of you get caught for looking the wrong way at a security guard and that's it alarm goes off shoot your bang starts um this time around you can actually fully rob whatever you're robbing whether it's a bank or if it's a, a nightclub or or other maps that are on there um you can essentially do it without getting caught um, so the stealth part of it is completely overhauled. Um, there's loads of different systems. Um, and then on top of that, it is just kind of like a a bit more of a shinier um, game overall. It has converted from the diesel engine over to Unreal Engine. Um, and we had a blast. Um, we weren't very good at the stealth stuff, but, you know, we did all right. We, we, we uh, definitely made some money over our time. Um, and yeah, I think for now, it's something that is a good start um, for a game that I assume is probably going to get as much love as the second one did in terms of uh, DLC content. Um, but uh, maybe hold off straight away if you're not, you know, completely, if you can't wait to play it, definitely do so. There is enough there to kind of sink your teeth into, but um not as much as the prior titles. Um, but yeah, no, I had I had a good time. The the gun feels still a little bit janky. Um, everything you kind of do, I, and I think this is a controller thing as well, because we've been playing on PlayStation. Um, and I think PC is a little bit different. Mouse and keyboard, you you pinpoint your exact, you kind of control it how you want to how you want to move it. But um yeah, there's the it, they've still not got it right on console with the controls and and the lack of uh, options to kind of change your sensitivity. I think Ross, you had the problem where you kind of turned it up because it was a bit too high, 
uh, or a bit too low, sorry. And then you turned up just a little yeah. bit and then it was too high. So you couldn't find a sweet spot. And I was exactly that. Um, but yeah, um, hopefully we can carry on playing a bit more, seeing what comes out next. Uh, and I hope it gets better. Um, it is still good. Um, but yeah, um, a lot of changes that I weren't present to me straight away that kind of thought you know what actually yeah this is deserving of a sequel um so yeah check it out if you like payday three um yeah we had a good time we did yeah it was fun once we uh figured out that level it was um yeah it was enjoyable for sure yeah i I, I don't see sort of us looking back to it in the same way that you guys do with like you know dvd or texas or anything like that but it um it certainly does what it says on the tin (laughs) <laughs> oh for sure yeah. definitely yeah. um and it is fun to shoot still like the gun feel is is weighty and it is it is responsive in that mm. way when you're shooting um you know the ai is a little bit better this time around um so yeah there are there are definitely shining moments in it and the actual like action of it when you're in the thick of it it is fun just shooting and, lo- and robbing a bank is like quintessentially fun but yeah Hopefully, some updates and will improve it as well. Tell you what, I really enjoyed was breaking windows. I don't know why, but it was really satisfying. <laughs> Smashing them, or shooting them, or doing the little um, the blowtorch on them, and then going through. Well, I tried the blowtorch once, and um, I thought I'd finished it, but I didn't. Um, so I smashed the window, <laughs> and the alarm went off. And Mars was like, "Ross, what did you do?" I was like, "I thought I did the blowtorch thing on the window." He went, "No, no, you didn't." And I set the alarm off instead. I mean, in fairness, was... at least you didn't try and put your mask back on and throw a grenade into a crowd of people. <laughs> I thought that was well stealth. <laughs> yeah. I mean, to be yeah. fair, Miles, you were kind of the most put together out of the, the lot of us. You you were kind of herding cats with us a little bit. Um, I was trying. Because you, you were like, oh, these security guards, you can see if they've got the card on them and you can actually rob them without them knowing. And we're like, oh, really? Shoot. Bang. Yeah, yeah, yeah. We're just open fire and everyone's alerted. I really love the exclamation marks. It's like a Metal Gear game on steroids when everyone gets alerted. <laughs> yeah, it's like a bling. You see all of them alerted. Yeah, it's good fun. We tried so hard to be stealth and then all the exclamation marks appear. I was like, oh, okay, we failed again. But um, <laughs> yeah, it was it was it was fun. It's on Game Pass, so um if you've got some mates together, um you can't really go wrong for a couple hours, it's a good time. Yeah, for sure. Co-op is the, definitely the way forward. Although, playing if you are playing on your own, the um, the command system, kind of like the in-game chat, is pretty intuitive. It's kind of what you expect these days with the with a chat wheel that pops up and you can kind of command things, mark things. So yeah. it it goes in the right direction as well if you're playing alone. Sweet. Uh, what's my game of the week? Uh, I guess my game of the week is probably uh, EAFC Twenty Four. Um, this is a game I have been quietly curious about all year because, of course, this is the first FIFA game that is not FIFA. And it's been very interesting to kind of follow this game's progress and see what exactly it's going to be. Um, turns out it's exactly the bloody same. It is exactly the same from top to bottom as you remember FIFA to be. I am shooketh. Just without <laughs> FIFA. Um, and it made me question what FIFA actually brought to the table in terms of what they gave EA to play with. Um, the only thing that isn't there is the World Cup, 
because that is an official FIFA tournament. Um, but everything else, licenses, all licenses are there. I'm currently playing as Wrexham, having a great time tearing it up the league. Um, there's be a pro, there's football, there's player career, manager career, Volta, pro seasons, ultimate team. I was really hoping it was going to be something quite revolutionary. Ergo, I was wrong. It is FIFA in all but name. And there's nothing really wrong with that. I mean, the last few FIFAs have been very solid. So um, I think people were expecting a little more from this one because it almost feels like EA have gone independent. I know that sounds really strange, but it's like it's like this is their own f- football game, you know, and it's it's just really st- strange. Um, no, they're not, actually. Uh, Miles just put in the chat, the goalkeeper's still trash. Um, no, it's actually quite hard to score this time around, um, depending on what level you're playing, obviously. But um, I had a quick game at the very start, and the um, EA Sports were like, oh, okay, well, you can play Legendary. I was like, shit, all right then. Um, and so I've been playing Legendary from beginning uh, to end at the moment and having a good time. And yeah, it's not easy to score. Either that or I need better strikers. I have bought um, my club, Wrexham, um, got a £500 million takeover. And I managed with that money to buy Marcus Rashford. <laughs> so Marcus Rashford is my League 2 uh, striker, uh, which is quite hilarious, really. And, um, you know, the usual FIFA ridiculousness on the transfers that don't make any sense. But as long as there's enough money, your player will come to your team. It doesn't matter what team you are. Um, it plays really nicely. It feels a lot smoother, actually, than 23. Um, 23, I, I enjoyed, but it did feel quite heavy in sometimes in certain games. Um, this one feels a lot uh, smoother. They're using this new technology, which they you know, they use this new technology every year, but this one seems to be actually affecting the way the game plays and feels. And yeah, what it has done, because of the plethora of games that are coming out between now and Christmas um, that I want to buy, annoyingly, what it has done is convinced me to play it. I've been playing the 10-hour trial on EA Play, and I've been convinced to buy this game now, which is very, very frustrating. Um, not immediately. I probably won't get it straight away. Um, I'll probably hold off for a bit because, you know, Spidey and everything is just around the corner and Assassin's Creed is next week, for God's sake. Uh, so, you know, um, there's no uh, there's no rush on this one, but it's it's great, really. And um, I can't really fault it because it's just exactly what you think it was going to be. Um, and there you go. I was hoping for, I don't know what I was hoping for, um, the new menu system is really nice. Um, they've completely revamped the menu. The game looks uh, technically and aesthetically very different. Um, the, the new menus are really nice. But yeah, that's it really. And uh, whatever you're expecting from FIFA this year, um, don't worry. It is very much still FIFA, just without the word FIFA on it. So don't you worry. It is just exactly the same as it ever was. For good and for bad. We'll see. Uh, right then, let's get to the quiz. Miles Thompson, do you have a quiz for us this week? I say as the reigning champion. Oh, yes. Quiz. Yes, reigning champ. I do indeed have another quiz for us this week. All right. Are you ready to try and defend your crown? I am. I know the first question is going to be Dead by Day. The second one's going to be fucking Texas Chainsaw Massacre. The third one's probably going to be Metal Gear Solid. The fourth one's probably going to be Silent Hill. Um, so I'm going to see how this goes. Lovely all round. One problem is you actually got the Dead by Daylight question last week, so um, yeah. Well, that's right, I did, didn't I? Yeah, you did. <laughs> so you can't even really claim that one as favouritism. Yeah. <laughs> uh, it's actually quite a weird... Yeah, we're just going to go with this one. It's not like weird bad, but there's a couple of quite difficult ones in here, so I'm excited to see if people get them. Okay. Difficult? Yeah. 
It's getting hard, man. I see what Kat meant at the end of last year when she was like, I'm struggling for questions because now I'm like going through games from like yonks ago trying to find questions and stuff. So I hope these ones are right. Yeah. Uh, uh, can uh, Dr. Cat return to the chat, please? Dr. Cat return to the chat. <laughs> yes. Hello. Hello. Right. Sorry. I didn't know where you were. You were there. That's fine. I was here. I was here. Sorry. I was just not, um, not, I didn't, I didn't have anything witty to, to provide. But I, I'm ready. I'm here. <laughs> no witty banter just yet. <laughs> no witty banter. No. Alrighty. Let's do a quiz, shall we? Let's. Question number one. Immortals of Avium recently released a rather middling reception, but who was the development team behind the game? Oh, fucking hell. Oh, Jesus Christ. Yeah. Just, <laughs> they were just in the news this week as well. For they were. Like... They were. This is one of the easier questions. <laughs> oh. I'm man. I feel bad for the team. We can't remember their name. I've had people laid off. I don't even remember their name. We're like, sorry guys, it's the worst today. I know. Go on, Kat. You got your hand up. They developed it or published it. Developed. Um, and I don't think I do have it. I had EA in my head, but I think they published it. EA are indeed the publisher. Yeah. Yeah. Oh. Yeah. Ah, Roscoe. Is it like? Descendants or Descenders or December or something. December Keep studios. Going. Keep going. You've got five more seconds. Ascendants. Yeah. <laughs> is that it? Ascendants. Yeah, yeah. Well, yeah, I'm going to give it to you. It is Ascendant Studios. And you oh. did say Descendant and then you got to Ascendants. So I'll I'll give it to you. I think you got close enough. Okay. <laughs> well done. <laughs> I'll be saying multiple answers next time. <laughs> wow. This guy. <laughs> oh, the animosity. I love it. I love it. Uh, question number two. This was like, I'm reading this one over again. I'm like, why did I do this? Uh, basically, if you get this question, you, there's actually two points up for grabs here. Uh, in what year or period is Far Cry Primal set in? I will take either answer. Josh. 10,000 BC. Fuck me. Fair play. Yeah. All right. Well, Josh won. <laughs> Do nice. you know the period as well? You can have a bonus point for the period if you can get it. Nah, not got that period. Nah, hey, pre that... Prehistoric. It's not prehistoric, though, is it? Uh, That's not what it's listed as, no. No. The primal period. <laughs> yeah, the period of primalness. <laughs> yeah, have you got an answer for this, or is your hand just up? Dinosaur period. What's the dinosaur period? <laughs> oh, do you know what? I I have got one in my head. It's probably not the answer, but Triassic period. It is not the Triassic period. I'm that afraid. was about to that wait. Is... That was just about to like literally drive every attack into and be like, I gave you that. I gave you that for dinosaur period. <laughs> it's like punching Josh for giving him the win. Why? It's not uh, the dinosaur period. Is not. A period. <laughs> no, I know it's not, but like I didn't know the name for the dinosaur period, but I know that oh. it's, you know. Oh, that no, I think that is one of a few dinosaur periods. Is the tri Triassic period? That's what I'm there saying. A... That's what, yeah. But I like no, but there's, a, there's that a few of them. Very You're messy. A few of them. Very messy. The uh, dinosaur period. Yeah, it was rather messy. Yeah, had a meteoric rise as well at the end. Um. We. It was actually uh, the the end. R.I.P. to all the dinosaurs that died on that fateful day. 
Yeah, so's yeah. dinos. But you did give us Dino Crisis, so it was worth it. Yeah, it's a lizards though. You're pretty close. Yeah, they're not too far off. To be fair, and Crocs, they're all right. <laughs> not the shoe, obviously. Um, oh no, yeah. there's no fucking dinosaurs in 10,000 BC, was there? <laughs> there was mammoths. Just thinking, there was mammoths. Ooh, ice age. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> yeah it's uh, the ice age. The Sid period. No, no. The ice no. age. <laughs> we'll kill the dinosaurs. <laughs> Still my favourite line from the um, movie. Uh, yeah, it was the cool. end of the Upper Paleolithic period and the beginning of the Mesolithic period. Oh, see. That is such a nerdy oh, answer. So I know. Pay attention in history, kids. I'm the wrong Ross. If I was Ross Geller, I'd get that right. <laughs> You'd have been sorted. Alas. Do you know what? I want to shout out the film 10,000 BC because that is my only reference point for that kind of time period. <laughs> <laughs> I also want to shout out um, 65 that I saw this week with dinosaurs. Uh, oh, yeah. That was a bad movie. Anyway, carry on. <laughs> I would shout out Jurassic World too, but I'd be here forever listing all the DLCs. So I'm not. <laughs> hey! Uh, question number three. What are the stylish ranks you were sent through in the Devil May Cry games? I want them in order from bottom to top. Oh, fucking Christ. Could we not just have one for each answer? That no. is so humiliating it is and it and it changes per game which dmc are we talking about the uh, dmc double may cry okay right just gonna sit back so you on this one i'm cool oh cat's got a hand up first wait so i just want to clarify something you said the ranks yes yes okay so during so combat like, encounters I it goes definitely through no i definitely definitely wait can i just have a point for one because i've not played this yet <laughs> <laughs> oh, okay, fine. I okay, want fine, all fine, of them on none. Okay, fine, fine, fine. So, so obviously you would have to have failed. So there must be an F rank, or is there just a D rank? Because it lots of from, times there I'll give is. You a hint. It, I'll give you a hint. It starts from D because it's the combat encounters. Fine, 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 fine. fine. D C B A S double S. I'm sorry, oh, that's, not that. <laughs> that's not correct. That's not correct. DCBA A plus S double S. No. You fuck. Someone fucking gets this. Josh is gonna get this and you're gonna kick yourself for this. Wait, so you don't want the names, you want just the letters? Nope, just want the letters. Just the rank. Oh, uh yeah, D C B A S S S S S S. Correct. That is, I'm that so is sorry, dirty. That is I'm so dirty. Sorry, what fucking game has a triple S as a rap? Fucking sexy style is what it stands for. Yeah, um, that's that that's what I thought you were asking. The game. Just... I thought you were asking for the names of them. Like, wasn't it the first one like it's either like damn or devilish, and then C is like cool, B is brutal, A is like awesome, uh, S is like super. I don't know. I might be might be correct, might be wrong, but that's what I thought you were asking for. That was like that's a brutal question. No, yeah, no, I was just going for the letter rank, so I wasn't going to be that savage. Oh, well, we. Oh, well, wow, I'm very sorry, Kat. You were actually very it's close like, to that one. I felt bad for you when you stopped at double S. I really wanted only to. Only because I only know that because of what I've seen over your shoulder, and I thought, well, it must follow the Resident Evil ranks. Hmm. It mostly um, does, yeah, to be fair. Yeah, pretty much um, does. Oh, that sucks ass. 
<laughs> you were very yeah. close though, fair play. Well, they're very close though. Okay, cool. Next question. Oof. All right, I remember that. I remember that. <laughs> Great quiz so far, Miles. Keep it up. And, Great quiz. Yeah. yeah, yeah, it's going as well so far. Uh, question number four. You're all going to hate this one. I'm actually really sorry. Uh, Fracture, a third-person shooter of the PS3 360 era, had a unique mechanic regarding how you interacted with the game world. What was the mechanic? Roscoe. Voice mechanic. It was not voice mechanic. I think you're thinking of uh, End War. Is it End War? Yeah, where you could command the troops. Don't tell me what I'm thinking, Miles. Or SOCOM, Navy SEAL, that had the voice one. That was yeah. like... Also that one, yeah. I wasn't thinking of it, though. Wev. <laughs> what ifs? Cat. Uh, they Truman show it, and what they do is they go to the edge of the world, and they punch it, and they smash it, and it fractures into a million shards, and then they get into the next level, or the open world, or whatever the fuck it is. I've not played this game ever. I'm just going on by the the idea of what it's called. Cool I mean, idea, I'm going to give you a spiritual point for how cool that idea is as a game mechanic, yeah. but uh, like, it's not like the answer. Bash their fist. You know, like how you punch a mirror and the shards go everywhere. That would be a fucking cool way to like enter a different level, what? or like go back into like your oh. world. Could be like a psychological horror game where you like punch through the illusion of like the level you're in. Um, anyway, oh, yeah, Joshua. Is it the first one where it had like destructible environments, like fully destructible environments? No, what? No, it was not destructible environments. I was going to say, there's no fucking way that, that I've just said that and there's actually destructible environments in it. <laughs> no. Was it the first game to have fully fractured environments? Uh, he said it. <laughs> uh, no. He said the thing. Was it the first game that didn't have fully fractured review scores for the PS3 uh, era? No, it had very fractured review scores. People were not keen. <laughs> oh. Uh, the mechanic was that you would get guns that could either raise the terrain or lower the terrain at any point in any level so you could go under buildings or over them or you could just raise oh, a building yeah. up into the sky and stuff, it was weird but also it was kind of really clumsily implemented so half the time you just break the game and you just fall through the map yeah, oh. sorry for that one, I don't know why I put that what in an there, era. to be honest what an era <laughs> yeah, Rumbling games tried to be innovative yeah, when they tried to do new things and didn't care if they uh, didn't go to plan uh, question number five: In which 2009 RTS game can you command warthogs? Oh, for fuck's sake! Listen, warthogs, scorpions, cobras, wolverines, and elephants. Roscoe, Halo Wars. Yeah, fuck you, man. See, yeah, I'm you. sorry. I'm sorry. I'm sorry. I'm sorry. You oh, got me on that one. I was tempted to rescind your point just for the uh, the blasphemy of it. Um, question number six: Jimmy Hopkins attends which school in Canis Canem Edit or Bully? Josh. Bullworth Academy. Nice, well done. Oh yeah, it totally is called that. I was like, I yeah, literally saw totally that the other is. day. What the fuck was it called? Yeah, that, that game's so good. I uh, think I put it in my top twenty-five on Twitter today. Oh really? The other day. Yeah. Was it just because you could give kids wedgies and then just throw snowballs at them and run? Um, I just remember playing that one when I was younger, like bunk in school to play a game where we go to school. <laughs> So, <laughs> <laughs> I'm going to skip school to play a game about going to school. Yeah, but it was that? fucking sick. We want kind of like a remake, Rockstar. Give us a remake. Just make it happen, but not like Red Dead or the trilogy. Remake for a sequel. Make it a remake from the ground up. That's what we point, really want. At this point, I'd take either, to be honest. I'd take a remake or yeah. a sequel. I'd take Jimmy just being in a random GTA. It, like mission 
Isn't that Rustler, cool. basically? That game called Rustler, where it's like Grand Theft Auto in the medieval ages, but it's got Jimmy Hopkins lookalike as the protagonist. Oh, I don't think intentionally. I mean, like, in GTA 6, Jimmy's just a bum in the setting of... <laughs> just in his GTA school uh, jumper to... or whatever. Yeah, riding a bike or something, giving someone a wedgie, and you have to do a quest with him or something. That would actually be pretty or sick. Like, all grown up and still a dickhead oh. and still bullying people. Oh, yeah. yeah. Or maybe he plays a priest and he's taken his life and he's made himself good and he's done something good with his life. Nah. Nah. Maybe we can look at positives maybe sometimes for once. Rockstar, our email is on our socials. Check us out. We've got Rockstar. Remember, Roscoe, we're the the most negative bunch of people on the internet. We're not allowed to have uh, positive opinions on things. (laughs) That's true. (laughs) Uh, That's true. (laughs) Um, question number seven. Which Even though the last world... three games I've reviewed have been higher than a seven. That is true, actually. You've been very kind. Very nice. Uh, que- question number seven. Which open world game published by Square Enix for- and released in 2010 featured destruction hero Rico Rodriguez? Oh, Just Cause 3. Uh, Roscoe? Just Cause 3. No. Just Cause 2, Just Cause 1, Just Cause 4. I, I'm afraid your original answer was incorrect, so I've got to move to Josh. Fuck you! Rico Rodriguez was in 3! Um, the detail was in when I said released in 2010. Just Cause 2? <laughs> Josh. God damn it. Uh, just Cause. <laughs> it's not, cat. Just goes two. Thank you. Oh, (laughs) Jesus Christ, guys! (laughs) I don't know. I don't even know how old I am. Let alone what year a game came out where it's got Uh, multiple in the series. Oh God, that actually cracked me up there. And it was Rico Rodriguez. Honestly, it was when you just strap like C fours to cows and you rocket shoot them up into the sky. What's the What's the first guy and the guy in the first one? Was he a different character? No, it's Rico as well, but uh, the first one came out in 2006, seven, I think. Oh, right, so you're just being pedantic. Okay. Well, I said released in 2010. God damn, fact, guys. Yeah. Who was, who was, fun fact about Just Cause 4, who was the radio station presenter taking hostage? Oh, I don't actually know. It's someone I mentioned at least once on every podcast. Ethan Lawrence. It's a tampani. <laughs> oh, for fuck's sake. When do I mention all the tempany? <laughs> no, it was uh, it was uh, it was my boy, uh, David Tennant. Was oh, it? Oh, yeah. oh my god, I played a lot of that game and I did not realize that. Oh yeah. Damn. Well, oh yeah. I've learned something new today. Maybe you should be the quiz master, Oscar. Did you see the trailer for the new Doctor Who episodes? Oh my god. I I haven't. No, so I haven't exciting. I think look, Doctor Who sucks. You know, the Celestial Toymaker is being played by NPH himself. I do now. Yeah, I saw that. Yeah. David Tennant versus Neil Patrick Harris. Let's go. Sorry, carry on, Moss. <laughs> I would contribute more, but unfortunately I can't. I'm the uh, only one that's excited about it, I know. Let's just carry on. Yeah, yeah we'll, we'll just move on. Sorry, mate. Yeah, Sorry. Fine. Uh, question number eight. Among Us received an update slash new release in November 2022, allowing players to engage with it in a whole new way. What did the update bring? Roscoe. Sake. Virtual reality. It did no. indeed bring virtual reality. Oh. oh. <laughs> no. Oh, I thought it was going to be the hide and seek mode. Same. Uh, uh, no, well, I mean, I don't know when that came out, but it wasn't um, 
the VR probably, one. Sorry. Probably the same time, Cat. Probably the same month, yeah. Yeah, probably. <laughs> been could have, could have been. Stolen, thiefed, yeah. Thiefed. <laughs> um, question number nine. Cat, you need to be getting more answers right, and so do I, because this is going to be Ross's second in a row now. We need to, we need to win. It's faster. still pretty close. There could still be a three-way tie here, so you know. Just still say chance. Assassin's Creed Syndicate with your hand raised, <laughs> and you might win. <laughs> it's a it's a foolproof plan. It always works. Uh, question number nine: Ace, Thunderbird, Warden, Nomad, Sledge, Frost, Fuse, and Blitz are just a handful. Oh my god, cat! Um, I don't fucking know. Um, Cyberpunk <laughs> Syndicate. What? What did you say? Cyberpunk. Uh, no, I'm afraid Cyberpunk is not the correct answer. <laughs> I'll, <laughs> I'll finish the question. Uh, are just a, a handful of available classes from which FPS game? Go on, Josh. Is it Call of Duty Black Ops 4? It is not Call of Duty Black Ops 4, I'm afraid. Fuck yeah. Uh, Roscoe? Is it Call of Duty? It is not Call of Duty. Okay, so... Oh! oh. What it is now. Is it oh, Wolfenstein? It's not Wolfenstein, no. Is it Doom? It's not Doom, no. Excuse me, excuse me, is it, is it, is it Starfield? It's Mugger now. It's <laughs> this is for now. a spiritual point now, isn't it? It's Mugger, yeah, it's Mugger now. No, this is all in my head. I don't, I don't know why you're arguing with me. No. Uh, I'm thinking about this. Go on, Kat, go on. Is it uh, Rainbow Six Siege Norman fucking cars? Fucking hell. It actually yeah. is, to be fair. That's your second spiritual point. Thank you. It's That's only because you said it was in Call of Duty, and I was like, it's got to be the other one no one fucking cares about. I don't remember the uh, title having no one fucking cares in it, but um, yeah. Oh, no, I do remember it after they continuously showed Extraction many, 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 <laughs> many, many times over last year's showcase. I think it's uh, it, a great, a great it game. Was shit. It was shit. Let's, let's, it, uh, let's be honest with you. It was, it was kind of shit, yeah. yeah. Uh, question number 10. Beefalo, hail from which survival oh, game? You fucking... Oh, cat. Did you see me keep myself into the play my hand Yes, I did. Yeah, oh I did see God. that. That was very interesting. people just, like, not put their hand up to, um, because they could see me mute frantically, and then you know, I need to put my hand up, or is it that people genuinely don't know? I think we were just enjoying watching you panic over. I honestly didn't hear the question, so I'm sitting out. Watching yeah. you panic? I can't see anything. <laughs> um, uh, don't starve. It is indeed. Don't starve. Well done. Which is a problem because now I have a now I have a tie for first place. Joshua and Roscoe, you're both sitting on three points, which Ooh. means I'm gonna have to come up with a tiebreaker. I don't know. Um, I did not prepare a tiebreaker. Join us after these commercial messages. Playable characters in Resi 3? I don't know. Uh, <laughs> fuck wait, off. <laughs> it's got to be a generic uh, question. Oh, that's got a question. question. I've got a question. I've got a question. What is the safe code in Firewatch? Oh, Ross. Not the safe code, but the caches. What's the code? Let me just uh, click my fingers on this one. Mars, you can't answer the the code. Why are you you putting your hand up? 
Oh, I know. You can't. It's a tiebreak. No, nah, it's like I, I know it. It's 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 one of my favorite games ever. That's not fair to Josh. Let's have a more generic one. I thought that Josh had played it. To be fair, um, do you actually? Fair. Do you, I, okay. I haven't, fair. but that's that's just on me not playing it. So if he's got the answer, then have you got the answer, Ross? I mean, I don't want to make it so easy for me, you know. To be fair, though, like it is one of Ross's favorite games. So I will. I, I thought you played it, Josh. I, I apologize, but it is a good, good, um, good, it's a good quiz question. Even though I do know the answer, but it is a very good quiz question. Like, um, so am I coming up with a new question? I think I have one, to be fair. Okay, crack on. Uh, <laughs> what is the protagonist? Was the protagonist's name of the Wolfenstein series? Or oh, Roscoe, oh. you just got there. BJ Baskovitz. It is indeed BJ Baskovitz. Oh, that Fuck. was, so that was honestly that a was millisecond. Exactly <laughs> the same. Yeah. Oh, Josh, you were so close there. I'm so sorry, but uh, Roscoe, for the second week in a row, you are declared. Oh, the winner, let's go. How exciting. Congrats. Thank you very much. I'm going to have to start making harder quizzes. This is getting... Uh, it's not okay. <laughs> Why is it not okay that someone's winning the quiz? Just that. Well, like, are you going to have to start making harder quizzes? Because uh, people are getting two right. Three. Two people got three right out of ten. No, it was a, clo- <laughs> it was a close run contest. Two of them had three, or two of you had three, and then you had two cats, so you weren't far off. There was almost a three-way tiebreak. There you go. There you go. It was close. At least it was. Can't basically be accused of favoritism on one that came down to one. Two point. spiritual points. I basically won because I basically have four. I mean, technically. Okay. Yeah. 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 Anyway, well done, Ross. Congrats. Thanks. Well, I mean, I'm, am I allowed to enjoy it? I don't know anymore. You yes, are, you you're are, allowed you to enjoy it. It's funny, isn't it? We just we do these quizzes and we just we just feel bad about ourselves every week. <laughs> oh, we're having fun. Who knows? No one's allowed to enjoy a win. This is where, like, next month anymore. we're like, and a new segment for the podcast because everyone feels like shit. <laughs> <laughs> it's such a British thing to win at something and be like, oh, now I feel worse. <laughs> oh, I mean, self indulgent. Hold well on, Ross. Thanks. I mean, I'm never going to win if Tom's here or if Greg's here, so. You know, take the wins where you can get. I've got to take the wins where I can get. Exactly that. Exactly yeah. that. Yeah, yeah. Nah, you can't say that. You you yeah. might beat them. Well, I'm saying you guys are, you know, lesser than Tom or Greg, but those guys are animals. They're absolutely monsters. Yeah. They are beasts. They need to have like a proper quiz off one day where it's just them two going out, going out head to head. They can beat each other off. Yeah, <laughs> that would make for a very interesting hour long podcast. <laughs> I I I look at them and I don't think it would be an hour. Oh. Innuendos. I'm just kidding. Anyway, right, let's crack on with the news. And there's only one place to start, really. Um, early last week, um, a week after Microsoft finally had something to celebrate with the enormous release of Starfield and the massive player numbers. And the good reviews, everything Starfield related was going really, really well. Microsoft then accidentally leaked all their shit. Um, this uh, via the FTC Activision merger, which we'll talk about a little bit later on as well, because that's always fun to talk about. But it's going to be so that's going to be fun to chat about. Um, Xbox decided to leak everything they're planning for the next year and a half. And from it, we've got a brand new console, a brand new controller, a bunch of new games. And my goodness me, this is a little bit terrifying. <laughs> um, so what we're going to do is um, 
VGC are very kindly broken it up into articles. Um, so it makes it a lot easier to find what we want to talk about. But um, let's get into the games first because they were discussing um, kind of Bethesda games that are coming out from uh, July 2020, um, going up to, say, like the end of the financial year in 2024, um, at least announcements, not game releases. But what we can see is a sequel to Ghostwire Tokyo, possible remasters of The Elder Scrolls Oblivion and Fallout 3, games called Project Kestrel and Project Platinum. But most importantly, there's a new Doom game called Doom Year Zero, with plans to include DLC in the year of release and more the following year, and Dishonored 3. Honestly, something I didn't think was ever going to happen, but it looks like it actually is. So, I'm going to start with Mars Thompson. Who's excited about Dishonored 3? Uh, I think I had something. I'm going to assume the mic was too sensitive to pick that up, but it I'm going to assume was. that was a whoop. <laughs> yeah, I went proper like Michael Jackson high laugh. I mean, laugh scream. Like, it was intense. Um, yeah, Dishonored 3 is sick. Like, I'm really, really excited about it. In a way, I'm actually a little bit like... You know, like when you get a leak of something and then something's confirmed and you're like, I'm super excited for that. But I would have been so stoked to see the reveal when I hadn't have been expecting it at all. Um, So I do think it is a little bit of a shame that we've had that leaked because I think my face would have smashed into the floor if that had actually uh, been announced at some random conference or something. Um, But a part of me also wonders, is this leak wholly unintentional or have they sort of thrown this out into the wilderness as like, oh, we've leaked it. Look at all the cool games that are coming really soon cool um because i feel like sometimes they kind of do these little leaks on purpose just to kind of drum mm. up a bit of hype when they've got nothing in the pipeline for a few months um so i just wonder if what are you talking about microsoft yeah. got nothing in the pipeline for a few months what are you talking uh, about yeah what have they got <laughs> <laughs> they've got starfield to last year until all the way to next year um so yeah but it's uh it's an exciting lineup and knowing that doom dishonored are all coming and there's that indiana jones trilogy i think that's been part of it as well um there's some interesting stuff in there and on the back of starfield doing so successfully as you said at the start um it just drums up that little bit more hype that microsoft are turning the corner of throwing out good games and it also like phil spencer's whole little self-depreciating woe is us because you can't just make good games to sell consoles and starfield has literally single-handedly helped them sell a bunch of consoles like you make good games, people will buy your stuff. It's just how it works. Um, so yeah, it's a nice little um, con- confirmation that we're going to get some good stuff, but I will be going back onto Game Pass to play Dishonored 3, without doubt, day one, because I love that series. And I just really hope Arcane go back to their old roots and do it properly, because yeah, we all know how Redfall turned out, so I don't want it to be that. Please don't do that to oh, it, dear. I swear to God. I will actually cry. No, we don't want a Redfall version of Dishonored, please. Thank you mm-hmm. very much. Please, like, I, I can't take that. My heart can't take it. I've had Dino Crisis teasers all year. I can't be dealing with a bad Dishonored 3. It's going to happen, mate. It's going to happen before the end of the year. What, Dino? I guarantee it. Dino, I guarantee it. I mean, I'm not... It's just like the Metal Gear one. I can't I can't get excited <laughs> until it exists. Even when I'm watching the trailer, I can't even acknowledge it's it until it confirms it on the title. Oh, mate, the Metal Gear Collection's out in, like, less than a month. I know. I know. Exciting times. I'm so keen. Um, but yeah, so I think the leaks <laughs> are a bit of a shame. You're going to be so nice to me in the next month. Oh but, my um, god! When am I not nice to you? I'm always nice to you, my friend. Yeah, we'll see. Love um, you. Love you. <laughs> um, sorry, go on. 
Oh, I was just going to say, yeah, the leaks in general are a little bit of a shame. I think it would have actually been more exciting to have this as a proper showcase or something where they announced it all. Um, but also just a really kind of bad fuck up that they just emailed this in to the court documents or whatever, and it just instantly got uploaded to the website. Like That's nuts how a leak like that happens. Um, so yeah, I imagine whoever did that is getting a bit of a slap on the wrist, to say the least. I imagine they no longer work for Xbox. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> either that Phil or even Spencer, demoted significantly. Phil Spencer has old yell at him out the back, and <laughs> we're never going to hear from that person ever again. Get out of this back door now. <laughs> something that the leaks have revealed is, you know, something that we have been talking about for a while now is that Phil Spencer is a ruthless businessman. My God, you know, he's got this this kind of like on stage fan persona, but that dude isn't. That dude is intense. I don't think I'd want to be on his bad side, to be honest. The emails that have come out are quite uh, quite damning, to be honest. Oh, what? I haven't seen these particular emails. Are they like ultra savage or is he just like a dick to people or what? No, it's just it's just kind of straightforward to the point. You know, it's just like, you know, not like when he's being interviewed, where it's like it's for the fans and for the players. And we're all we're all, we're all together as one in this industry. Um, in the emails, we're like, yeah, we can buy Nintendo. We can crush Sony for good. <laughs> Once we have Nintendo, all bets are off. And of course, we're reading it going, mate, you're never, ever going to get Nintendo. That's never, ever going to happen in a million, billion years. Yeah, there's no chance. But he's like, if we get Nintendo, we can destroy Sony. Once and for all. <laughs> you know, it's, it's just really like, that's not the Phil Spencer I, I know from E3. What's going on here? like some Crash Bandicoot villain into an actual villain. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Um, Kat, is there anything from the leaks that you're excited about? Well, simulation moment. The night before the leaks happened, I actually like, was just talking with Josh really randomly. And I just randomly said, and Josh will remember this because it wasn't that long ago. I went, I think they've not remade Oblivion, but they've remade Skyrim like a million times. And we were just talking about it. And the next day the Xbox leaks happened. And what's on the fucking agenda? Remaking Oblivion. So we live in a simulation. No, I'm kidding. Um, wow. So, yeah, I'm excited for Oblivion um, because I'd probably give that another pop, but, oh, I'd learn from my mistakes. I got, like, six, seven, eight hours into it and soft-locked myself near a random autosave point, near a ghost where I couldn't, like, sword them. Oh, nightmare. Um, oh, other than that... Nightmare. Huh? Sorry, I was just... Copying what you said, it was fun to say out loud. Like a flick of the hair, and then nightmare. Other than that, uh, no, really, um, because I have not played Doom. Maybe, maybe I'd give Doom a pop if it was like on the PS Pluses um, situation. I think in the uh, next uh, three years, you're going to need something like Doom just to calm down. I think. And like Probably. maybe you might have stressful yeah. days, and you're just gonna need to blast some aliens right in the face. Exactly, exactly. So yeah, um, I agree with you, Ross, about the like really chauvin, not chauvinistic. It's not chauvinistic, I guess, but it's like the the like showy, like I'm gonna buy Nintendo. We're gonna get Nintendo. We're gonna buy Nintendo. And we're gonna we're gonna smash Sony to pieces. It's like so funny because they've put up this bravado. For fucking like the next, the last like what two years, they've been like, we don't have a bad word to say about Sony. It's not a competition anymore. We're friends, and they'll like do this like random little like gay little photo where it's like, 
them two just like touching each other's shoulders like um but it's quite frankly the opposite of that according to his emails um and it's confirmed exactly what we all thought about you know where they're at interesting interesting i don't think that it it was intentional just because i think that the i think it would have stopped at the powerpoint i don't think it would have gone to the emails or and it wouldn't have gone to that kind of like number stuff and the sassy comments about everything um but yeah so that's your question maybe oblivion but uh, other than that uh we'll see okay uh josh what did you take from these uh these game leaks before we get into the uh the consoles and the controllers and whatnot. Um, you know, I think take it with a grain of salt. Uh, these are old documents. Plans change. Uh, Microsoft have pivoted multiple times, probably since these documents publicly. You know, with the release of the games that we've had so far, um, I feel like Halo is a big one, um, and. God, Miles, you just said the game and it came out this year. I've already forgotten it. The, the Arcane game. Um, Redfall, yeah. Redfall, yeah. Um, you know, things like that. They alter the course of Microsoft and what they want to do going forwards, I think. Um, and to me, it just looks like a company that are just like trying to go for something with no real like plan or forethought. They just want to see what sticks even like to this point, they just want to see what they can get away with, see what they can do. Like you mentioned, trying to buy a Nintendo and stuff like that. Like there's no real plan. It's just like, what if we do this? No, we can do this. Uh, what about these games? Do people like these games? Uh, let's make more of them. Let's remaster some. Um, I don't know. It just feels, it feels a little bit messy. Um, I feel like Phil, I think Phil Spencer has come out since, the leak of the documents, which they did right after our podcast last week. So yes. they knew they're listening. They're listening. They didn't want us to cover this because um, we obviously talk about it with such expertise. Um, yeah, I think Phil Spencer came out and just said, basically, like, this isn't the Microsoft that that we are today. We, you know, we've changed a lot of things around. Uh, we do have a bit more of a focus on what our plans are. Well, they're not going to tell us our plan, their plans. Um, that's why they're secret documents. Um, so yeah, I think who knows. Uh, it, I don't know if Starfield has ended up being the splash that maybe people were hoping. Um, just in terms of like looking around what people are talking about, like I don't really see it as much anymore. Starfield and like people talking about the game. Um, it's kind of came and went, and that might be just because we're so stacked this year. Um, but yeah, um, if if a Ghostwire sequel happens, then I would be absolutely pleased. But um, this document has been leaked, and they didn't intend for that to happen. But they did intend to release a trailer for Elder Scrolls Six. Um, and look where that is and how far that off that is so to see the documents yeah. and, and to see you know trailers that they have announced games for the, the time frame is just a bit like okay well how how long are these games going to be if they are a thing um 
I mean, sooner rather than later, obviously, because I think there's only so much momentum. Um, but yeah, um, it's it's a if they if these are a thing, it's a bad way to know about them because it's going to be way too early to see anything, um, unless they do have them ready to go in terms of like promotionally to just tease it out. Um, but yeah, so. It's a shame that it's all got released and everything else that we're going to talk about as well. Um, what we guess, what we saw. Yeah, I mean, I'm not sure I believe Phil Spencer when he says that. To be honest, um, I'm not sure. Yeah, you know, if we say, "Oh, these are all documents we've changed our plans," I was like, "Why would you change the plans? They all sound like good ideas." You know, I think that um, I think a new doom is inevitable. A new yeah, dishonored probably may not have been inevitable, but it's a nice thing that's happening. Um, remasters of old of old Fallout games. That's probably inevitable as well. You know, Microsoft are going to try and get as much as they can out of Bethesda. So why not give it give that a go as well? So I don't know. Yeah, I don't yeah. know what he. Well, I don't know really what he meant by that. But I'm not sure that he should be saying, "Oh, it's all, it's all." Nah, just just ignore that. It's not happening. It's like, well, some of it probably should happen because it sounds all right. Yeah, I think it's more of the kind of things that we have been talking about, like uh, the Nintendo acquisition. Um, maybe he's maybe back then they were coming from a place of a bit more desperation where they weren't sure where their cards were lying at that point. Why not just go for gold and take a punt at acquiring, you know, one of the biggest um, studios ever, like company, well, not studio, but a company um, that would eclipse um, Sony really. Because if anything, Switch is the, outlier the best seller out of all three of them so yeah can you imagine mario games on game pass oh, no boy. I, I, I can't and you know nintendo will never do it bless them like they're going to be through thick and thin I, they would i think they would end as a company before selling out um yeah. which is admirable in a way because it just makes this kind of it's not i hate to call it a competition because we're all just wanting to play games regardless of what platform, but in that, in business wise, like we want that competition. We want other companies to go at, at each against each other to better each other in a sense where it's like, you know, they, they all strive for more because someone's doing better sometimes. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. I mean, this isn't the first time. I mean, when Microsoft first started, when the first Xbox was being planned, um, they went after Nintendo then as well. And they were laughed out of the room by pretty much everyone at Nintendo. <laughs> Thank you. Um, you know, they're not going to let a Western company buy them. And that's, um, I think that's probably the end of it. And so, yeah. you know, Phil Spencer, fair, fair play for, you know, for pie in the sky thinking. That's what Microsoft do when you have unlimited funds. You can pretty much do anything. But yeah, Nintendo yeah. might be one thing they just can't grab. Can't even buy it. Um, right then, let's move on to the consoles, which is um, looking like a refreshed Xbox Series X with um, no more powerful specs, but just a bit of an upgrade, a two terabyte hard drive, um, a reduced PSU power, new low power standby mode, 20% current XSS standby mode, I don't know what that means, basically just, um, yeah, maybe better for the environment, who knows, um, better Wi-Fi, and it comes in this rather nice kind of cylindrical Look, it's kind of an Xbox Series X, but imagine it as a cylinder rather than a um a tower. 
Um, Imagine the uh, canister that the formula came in in Jurassic Park, the first one. Mm. Uh, think of that. It's that. <laughs> yeah, pretty much. But black. <laughs> yeah. Um, and it's uh, due for release at the same price um, at some point uh, at the end of next year. So it's shockingly early that we're seeing it. Um, oh, and it's all digital as well. There's no disk drive, which is an interesting um, an interesting move. Is, um, quick question, is Series S discless? Yes, it is, yeah. Yeah, okay. Uh, yeah, so moving forward, they would want to go all digital, which is something they've wanted to do for years and years, but they never have really had the... Uh, I mean, that was, um, to do it, but... that was Xbox One's original pitch, wasn't it? To just be a box, um, everything all digital, like an entertainment system and games. Yeah, so, effectively, yeah. Yeah. They, yeah, they were pushing it all the way back then, and people were livid. And now, yeah. look, we've got... <laughs> got digital consoles of everything. Yeah. The disk drive on the Xbox One was originally just meant for Blu-rays. You know, mm -hmm. that's what that was their original thinking. It's crazy to think about that now, but you know, maybe they were ahead of their time. Maybe they were thinking crazy times. Who knows? But yeah. That was shut down very quickly by the industry. <laughs> it was like, let's never speak of it again. Um, following that, they also announced a new controller, which is which is meant to be out. This year, by the end of this year, um, it's called, it's got the uh, code name uh, Sybil, the new Xbox controller, the world's best controller, now playing on the screen near you. Um, they call it, they've got Xbox Wireless 2, Direct to Cloud, um, the latest Bluetooth. It's got haptic feedback. Where did they get that idea from? They've got the accelerometer, um, quieter thumbsticks, apparently. Um, got lift to wake, which means when you pick it up, it will turn on. I don't like that. I hope you can turn that off. That's really annoying. You just want to pick up the controller and pull it somewhere. Um, so yeah, I mean, it's got a rechargeable battery, which is interesting because, of course, the Xbox controllers right now are still doing batteries, so it will have finally have a rechargeable battery built in, which is fantastic. Um, so yeah, this is all this is all kind of stuff that we shouldn't probably know about already, but sadly we do, uh, thanks to these leaks. Um, Kat, where are you with the controller and the new cylindrical Xbox Series X? Are you going to go, hey, that looks quite nice next to my TV? Or are you, we, we still, we still sticking with PC Game Pass for now? Uh, still sticking with PC Game Pass. Well, I've since, like, since the game app, like, you know, just completely messed up for me, I did turn it off. And due to the move and not having internet, I probably won't get it back until something good comes on there. I mean, I was really sad because I thought I had Dreamlight Valley. Um on Steam, and then I realised I had it on Game Pass, and I was like, fuck! So, uh, I will go back to it, because uh, I do really like Dream My Valley. Uh, but yeah, I'll probably get it back eventually. I mean, maybe I'll get a, a shiny new cylinder Xbox and a shiny new controller. Maybe that'll be my investment for next year. Uh, yeah. Cause, but yeah, I think it's inevitable, isn't it? Like, a new controller, and they're just learning from other controllers, and the feedback from that, and it looks pretty fit. Is this, is this a black and white gradient one? Because that looked cool. This is a black and white one, yeah. Yeah, that looks fair. It does look fair. It's very slick looking, especially mm. on the D-pad. Very, yeah. very like, ooh, very nice. Um, yeah. And of course, like. you can use it for your uh, PC gaming as well. So very good. Like. Yeah, absolutely. Absolutely, because when I use my PlayStation controller, I lose audio, and that's really annoying. So I actually think the Xbox controller is the way to go when you go on PC gaming. Yeah. But... Yeah, it's getting used to the uh, letters versus the symbols. Oh, like, shit. Oh, yeah, that's B. Oh, yeah, that's Y. Yeah, that's X. <laughs> <Indeed>. <laughs> uh, 
Indeed, uh, yeah. That's yeah. something I'm still not quite used to. Um, I played Starfield on PC with a uh, Xbox controller. And it's like, uh, okay, press X. Okay, where's... I'm still looking at the controller. It's ridiculous. Uh, yeah, same. Sometimes I do. And then, like, like with party animals, like, I can't imagine I would have gotten on with party animals. But party animals did the thing where, like, it told me in X. It was like, press X. But I was playing with a PlayStation controller. So I was like, I have to work out what X is on the Xbox. Right, and then play the it. corresponding whatever it would be on PlayStation. So I got through. But, yeah, I, I still end up looking at it sometimes as well. So annoying. Um, Miles, what do you think of the uh, the new design and new controller? Uh, I think the design and the added features are kind of nice. Um, I guess I kind of query how early they're coming. Um, I think this is partly due to the fact that we couldn't get hold of these consoles for so long that it kind of just feels like it's really early in the life cycles to be having like an upgraded version. Um, I guess the fact that it's um, an equivalent price point, I think the new console is kind of makes it a little bit less like bad feeling in a way um but i can't help but feel that it's just not necessary at this stage yet and i think some of the upgrades while nice probably should have been in the console in the first place maybe um i think the controllers uh they keep adding to them and it's quite typical for them to come out a little bit later so yeah i think the designs are actually okay although i did think that the new xbox kind of looks like a big alexa <laughs> um but that might have just been me the same way the ps5 looks like a wireless router um but yeah i think some of the upgrades... it lit up in the same way <laughs> yeah could you imagine you could just talk to it like hi xbox <laughs> um give me dishonored three please thanks that's um, what the connect is for oh yes of course the connect which everyone loves <laughs> um but like you said the um the controller thing where if you pick up the controller it'll turn on that would piss me off no end even having the um what was it on the PS5, where if you turned your TV on, it would automatically turn your PS5 on. That used to drive me up the wall because I'd accidentally turn the TV on. And then so would the PS5. So I'd have to log onto the PS5 to turn it off, to then turn off my TV, which I accidentally turned on. Like, those features sound great in theory, but they're just such a nuisance. Like, um, So, yeah, I think it's not too bad a decision. I just, yeah, I don't know. I just don't feel like we've had these consoles long enough to make these kind of things coming out feel worthwhile at this stage. Um, and I think especially the fact that we've talked a lot about Microsoft not having the kind of lineup of games yet um, to make it worthwhile. Also, it's kind of a case of what are you missing out on by not having this new shinier version? Um, but yeah, I mean, they're going to release it. Hopefully the new features will be nice. I think pricing it, like I said, at the same price point is solid because it just means everyone will convert to the new one if they're buying it now. Um, so it just gives people a couple more options, I suppose, and you can just get a pre-owned, cheaper, basic one if you want to invest a little bit cheaper. Um, so yeah, I think they're fine. I can't say I'm personally bothered by them at all, um, and I won't be investing any extra money into them at this stage. Um, but nice to give people a few options, I suppose. So yeah, kind of a bit mixed on it, if I'm honest. We've had um, we've had kind of different life cycles of different consoles that are, aren't too dissimilar to the time frame this would be um ps3 and ps3 slim and ps4 and ps4 slim they, like they were in a couple to three years like apart from each other and we have had these consoles now for like almost three years so it's not like too out of the wheelhouse for us to see start seeing stuff like this because they are essentially halfway through their life cycle now um, which is mad to think because it doesn't even feel that long ago. Um, but I think uh, one of the exciting things that it sounds like with the controller 
is that you're not going to need a console with it. It is basically like a like a Stadia type thing. So you'll have like a an Xbox dongle to your TV and it will play through Xbox Cloud. So you're not going to even need to, you just need to buy the controller and that'll be it. You can play Xbox games on your TV. Um, I think that's the most exciting feature that, that we can see from that controller and it would definitely get a lot more people into the ecosystem. Um, if it's reasonably priced, it'd be something that I'd even like pick up, you know, just to play some of the exclusives. Um, but yeah, that's that's pretty cool. Yeah, it's a nice streamlining way to access it, isn't it? Yeah. They just need to keep they need to start adding it to other things. I mean, I think they have an exclusive with Samsung TVs right now, the Game Pass, okay. which is fine, but you know, everyone is is buying brand new Samsung tellies every week. Mm. Um, which is weird. And you know, like stick it on a stick it on the Amazon Fire Stick, stick it on the Cube or you know, the on Google Chromecast or something. That's where it needs to be, I think, in order to be yeah. more mainstream. Yeah. Um do you think these redesigns are because you know we look back at the announcement of these consoles and there are still people that are like that don't really like the form factor of the Xbox Series X or the PS5 you know people don't like the design of it do you think mm. that could be playing into the fact that we're getting them maybe slightly earlier than we expected um i just i i my uh overall opinion is that tech's just moving that fast um i don't think for people that think that it's ugly they're not going to want it they don't care about those customers i think they care more about um just the people that want to play the games on the preferable console so if they've got a better system with better tech like the controller is just undeniably better tech for a game that you can play like you could on any any other modern console that is up to snuff like the PC and PS5 and Xbox One, or sorry, Xbox Series X. Um, like it, it's just that is how things are moving these days. Like um, the rollout to the Xbox Cloud service, which you've been using, like you've been pretty impressed with it. Um, and That's great. yeah, and I think PS PlayStation are so behind on that. Um, you know, with this remote play being having to be using the same Wi-Fi as the console, um, same with that new controller that they want to try and sell. It has to be like with the same Wi-Fi of your console. So it's essentially just a fancy um, remote play controller. Like Xbox are in a direction that's like going to take them a bit, a, a bit of a step ahead of just accessibility to get, to get them playing their games. Yeah. Yeah. Um, I just hope that uh, Game Pass is more readily available as an app to download. Um, by then because uh, sure. uh, if you can just buy it and then just upload Xbox Cloud Gaming on your on your system and then just play Xbox games that's awesome but um, yeah. yeah the only way to play Xbox games on TV currently if you don't have a Samsung telly is to buy an Xbox so to alleviate that would be great mm. um, maybe that, that little cloud box they were talking about is a thing that's still going to happen yeah. just uh, holding it back a bit for this new controller maybe who knows or it's the new version of it because it's kind of doing this kind of similar what it's kind of doing like it just by the sounds of it it just it's using the cloud gaming for the for the TV with the with the controller without a console so it's just the controller you'll need maybe it'll come with a dongle that like a fire stick type thing that will enable you to do that sure i mean it's going to need to connect to some sort of application isn't it 
Yeah. Um, so, yeah, I'll need something to plug into the telly, but uh, yeah, hopefully it won't be anything. Yeah, too pricey. Just it needs one thing, one app, <laughs> and then you're done. Yeah. Fingers crossed. Um, all right. I mean, there's more to go through, but there's you know, it's a, it's more, you know, that's what's want to focus on the cloud next year. Uh, for the next generation, like they talk about with Xbox One, they're bringing that back for the next generation, um, which they're aiming for in 2028-2029. Personally, I really like the look of that cylindrical Xbox. Um, I think it looks, it'll look like really nice in people's homes. And um, there's there's rumors that it's going to be part of the design lab, which is a thing, if you go to the Xbox design lab now, you can go there and design your own controllers with different colors and different schemes and stuff you can do that with this console as well that's going to be pretty cool and people can just design it however they want so if that is an option then great but that's only rumors right now um right let's get into another bit of microsoft news some good news um finally for them and finally we can maybe stop talking about this soon thank the lord um the uk regulator has provisionally approved microsoft's activision acquisition Selling cloud rights to Ubisoft opens the door to the deal being cleared, says the CMA. UK regulator, the Competition and Markets Authority, or the CMA, have provisionally agreed to allow Microsoft's proposed acquisition of Activision Blizzard. The CMA remained the last major roadblock to the deal closing and initially blocked the acquisition in April due to concerns about its impact on the nascent cloud marking, cloud marking, cloud gaming market. Sorry. Uh, Microsoft attempted to restructure its proposed acquisition by agreeing to sell cloud streaming rights to Ubisoft, leading the CMA to launch a new merger inquiry. The move has now seemingly been enough to satisfy the CMA, which has posted its provisional decision today. This will be finalized on October 6th, which is not very far away at all. Oh, Miles, it's over. It's over. Oh, thanks. Fuck, it's finally <laughs> finished. Honestly. This has just been going. How long have we been talking about this? Well, like a good year and a half now. It's been yeah, going. I want to say about eighteen months or so, at least. Yeah. Oh, it's been exhausting and like boring as well. Like it's just been this constant back and forth of big companies moaning about each other. Um, I think it's going to be nice that people who aren't on Xbox are going to be able to access Xbox games through cloud, which I still find weird. Just you have to do it through Ubisoft instead. And I still think Ubisoft must be laughing all the way to the bank about this. They're just going to get like an influx of people who don't want to necessarily buy an Xbox, but are just going to want to play their games through their platform. Um, But yeah, it was just out of all the things that held up this deal, I didn't expect the cloud access to be the thing that held it up. Um, but we're at the end now. We can finally celebrate. We're free from this monotonous, childish chore of this legal case. Um, I think I, on a personal level, I like a lot of um, the games that are going to be moving over there kind of permanently. So um, it's going to be a bit of a pain because I'm going to have to find a way of accessing them. And I don't particularly want to have to use a cloud to do that. Um, but it just means I'll either have to play them on PC or I'll have to invest in an Xbox to play Hellblade 2 and all the rest of the Activision games that I want to play. Um, so yeah, there are worse problems in the world. Um, I'm just glad it's over and we can finally stop talking about it and Microsoft can get on with having more studios to not release games with. <laughs> Sorry, that was a low blow. I'll stop. And make uh, games with the quality of Redfall. Yes. Uh, coming very soon. Yeah. So, uh, yeah, they're going to turn Call of Duty into a, I was going to say a live service, but they already are, um, into a looter shooter, live service, single player, 
Battle Royale. Making ships for Sea of Thieves. Yeah. <laughs> You've got pirates in Call of Duty now, and the water physics are really nice, but the game is boring. <laughs> yeah, that's that's about it. Thanks, everyone. <laughs> um, Kat, are you going to miss talking about mergers and acquisition deals? No! <laughs> um, no. No, not really. Um, I'm glad it's over, but I'll believe it when I see it. Hopefully this is done and dusted, and um, I feel like we just all need an acquisition vacation. Um, so, Microsoft, chill your fucking beans. Nintendo don't want to be under you. Um, I Hopefully, after the Activision thing happens, we can just take one big little break from talking about guidelines and boards and laws and regulations because it's quite confusing and I don't care. <laughs> <laughs> you know, unless something massive happens, like, I don't know. I mean, it, it was massive at the time that Activision have come under Microsoft. Like, that is a massive acquisition to, to garner from, you know, the, the leading titles that Activision have. But I feel like we all need a little bit of a break. Some acquisition annual leave. Some acquisition annual leave. Absolutely. Oh, God. Ugh. I'm exhausted. Um, Josh, um, what does this mean? I mean, we were just talking about cloud gaming a minute ago. I mean, this let's not forget Activision's back catalog will be available on Game Pass at some point, um, after October 6th. Um, so you know, that sort of gives even more incentive to try and find a way to access this if you're a fan of you know any of Activision's output from the past 10 or 15 years. Yeah, I mean, I don't know how, I mean, this is one of those like sort of semi-fan account sort of keeping on top of like specific leaks or information coming from sources that might not be reliable or might be. Um, I saw like a tweet somewhere that basically said uh, someone in Brazil tried to buy Call of Duty Black Ops on, on an Xbox and it basically rejected their ability to do that by saying, this is coming to our service. October seventh. So take that with as as it is. I don't know how trusted that is or how Ooh. it came from an Xbox fan account, but it sounds like day one they've already got plans to just just chuck it all on Game Pass. Hmm. So I also saw this on Twitter where they tried to buy it and then they got refunded it and given it for free. Hmm. Well, so. You know, it's it's looking to go that way. It sounds like it's not going to change. Activision did not get on the plane. They are with Xbox. <laughs> Similar to how they did Bethesda, like the day that was closed, everything mm-hmm. turned up on Game Pass. Yeah. So, you know, these handshakes, they come in the form of like no delay. They just, that's it. Sign papers on. It's like a, like a light switch. So, so someone I mean, right so now at Microsoft just... Someone works on right now is uploading every possible copy of Call of Duty to the cloud. Yeah, pretty much. If it's not already there, because they've kind of, you know, had this deal in a play for so long, you know, just being like, oh, can we borrow it just so we, just in case it does happen? Yeah, all right. Yeah. Um, Kat, are you a little um, sad you're going to have to access Game Pass now to play Crash and Spyro? Future Crash and Spyro games, at least. Um, yeah. Yeah, that's going to suck because there's something that I really, really like. I 
midnight release, like stayed up for the, well, it, it was 2 a.m. actually, I think, but by the time it crashed four went, and should they bring out Spyro 4 eventually, there's going to be something that is very, very, very sad about not having that in my PlayStation catalogue and my trophies. Yeah. Um, yes, that is going to be sadness. <laughs> um, I didn't mean uh, to bring it up. But the thing is, I don't really know how realistic, how many realistically more crash games there are going to be. I mean, yes, we had Crash Team Rumble, but what I mean by that is, like, genuine, like, a platform adventure. Like, are we going to have a Crash 5 in, five, like, two, three years? I don't think so. Maybe. Um, but, yeah, I think it's a shame. I, I do. But uh, I, I'm still going to do it. I'll still go and get it. I'll still go and play them. Um, but it's just, yeah, there's just something so homely about them being on the PlayStation for me, especially Crash. Yeah. It felt it felt like it was a PlayStation mascot. Yeah, yeah, it felt like yeah, it absolutely does feel like that for Crash. Mm. Yeah. Rip. I'm trying to, to find numbers of Crash 4. Um the end the the, the end Sane trilogy sold 10 million copies. Um it's not bad. Which which must have greenlit Crash 4. Uh, then sure. Crash Four sold two million copies. Oof! Which it's is nostalgia, man. It's a hell of a drug. Yeah, but that's fairly low, isn't it, for a? Uh... Yeah. Especially mm. Crash. It's still good. Well. Two million it's is not a profit, but yeah, compared to ten million, it's very different. I mean, that's yeah. that. That's what's going to you know greenlight a Crash Five. Yeah. Is is these numbers, and so it's going to be up to Phil Spencer now to look at that and go. Yeah, should we do a Crash 5? I don't know. Um, yeah. I mean, we all loved Crash Team Rumble, and that took over the world, didn't it, for an hour or so? Yeah, um, that's the thing. So I don't know. but I think, I think that's... that's a classic case of a very old franchise dipping its toe into a genre it doesn't really belong in. Yeah. I'll yeah, they're right. trying to see what sticks, because they, want the, they yeah. want the IP still alive, but, but what, where, what's where is stick it going to thrive? Is... Is the is the is the same formula they've they've always done, which is a platformer of some sort. Yeah. But you can see why they, like you said, they do explore other avenues, but yeah, it's tricky. I think a I think a new spire is more likely at this point. Mm. I mean it fucking better be. I mean, I don't know, I think people have been crying out for it and Crash Four does somewhat hint to it as well and it, it, I think it's been in the works, or at least there's been a lot of talks for a long time and I, you know, there was that podcast that I spoke quite heavily about the copyrights of, of Spyro being, or the trademarking of Spyro and the copyrights um, of Spyro being constantly renewed and them getting to a point where they're going to have to start releasing what it is that they're doing um, with those trademarks. Mm. So, yeah, I definitely think it's in the works. It's just, yeah, it's such a shame that it's going to be... I would hope that if it has been in development for as long as it has been, potentially, I would hope that it wouldn't become, it would do it like a card and it wouldn't become exclusive. But that yeah. might be the clincher, you know, what they might be like, yeah, this is, you know, we gave COD to everyone and we can, we'll continue to do that for the next couple of years, but we have, we've spent all of this money for a reason and it's, the reason is, is you have to get Game Pass to play something like Spyro. So... Don't want yeah. to completely derail this conversation. 
but I've just Googled simply Spyro in news. And today there's news headlines of a cancelled crash versus Spyro kart racer that's been discovered in a in a dev kit. Yeah, well, I, I that was that was I think that was rumored around the like around the time Crash Team Rumble was rumored a couple of years ago, and that's the thing is that it was called Crash Team Rumble and it was yeah, so that's interesting that it got cancelled. Hmm. Maybe that's what they were hinting to in Crash Four then, as opposed to a Spyro Four. Mm. That would make sense because they they are seen together. But interesting. Yeah. Oh. Mm. You just got to hope that you know Microsoft sees the potential in Toys for Bob, and um, oh, that's God, sure you know, what they do. You know. Oh, I just want to send Toys for Bob Christmas cards over here. Like, <laughs> you guys are great. You guys fucking rock. <laughs> yeah. Well, we can only hope. We can only hope that they um, that they are used the right way, um, as opposed to um, how Activision uses them. So many guns and cards. What the hell are they doing? I don't understand. But uh, there we are. Um, there's so much. Yeah. I mean, if if October seventh, we can all play Call of Duty Black Ops on Game Pass, then that's going to be very exciting. Um, but uh, mm. we we shall see. We shall see. Goodness me, what a year! What a year for gaming this has been. Um, all right, finally, very quickly, um, Square Enix wants to upgrade some existing IPs to AAA status. This is Tom Ivan over at VGC. Square Enix president Takashi Kiru has said he hopes to boost profitability by revitalizing the company's high definition game segment. He asked what he wants to achieve over the next year after assuming the role of president, and he said, "I want to improve our profitability." I see ample room for improvement in our operating profit margin, and would like to start by working primarily in our HD games. In addition, rather than solely attempting to create brand new IP, we intend to take a nuanced approach to investment, whereby we also identify existing IPs with the potential to be upgraded to AAA status. Now, I only really have one question for you guys. Um, what of the Square Enix IPs would you like to be turned into AAA games? Uh, Josh? Do you know what? I... I don't think I've got a good answer for you because <laughs> I'm, I'm trying to think like, I just don't think that sounds like a good idea regardless. Um, there's, I think like Octopath Traveler 2 and uh, Live Alive and stuff like that, they're, like, they're not necessarily AAA games because they've got like a, you know, they're, they're 2D HD for one. So they are a little mm. bit more of a small scale. They're not these 4K games that they're kind of talking about. Um, and they do well in their lane. And, you know, yes, they've got a plethora of games like various day life and shit like that that kind of just comes and goes. I think what they need to do is streamline their IPs, not necessarily expand them, but just see. And that's I know what they're trying to do. They're, they're taking out all these, they're making all these IPs, smaller games, seeing what sticks, seeing how well it does. And then from there, potentially make a sequel spin-off you know the likes um and I, I just don't think that this is the right direction um uh saying that chrono trigger but i still want it. <laughs> I, I i'd still want it in um in the kind of pixel art style less so than a 4k remake um yeah because like even even like saying something like octopath traveler being like a full hd 
4K, similar to Final Fantasy Rebirth and Remake. Um, there's just something about the art style that just gives it that uh, so much of more of that nostalgic RPG feeling than just creating it for a AAA status that is so much more worth, um, I think, our time as gamers rather and you know it costs a lot less that we just need to make games that are fun not games that are blockbusters because they don't necessarily hit um you know we we made the joke well i made the joke earlier about immortals of avians ascendant studios cutting their losses with by sacking a whole bunch of their team um that's you know that's at the, that's because they went for a triple a title and it didn't do so well because it was a new IP and no one, you know, gave it the time of day. Um, so, yeah, I just think it's a cautionary tale of like, you know, big games don't make money necessarily. Um, and Phil Spencer has also said this stuff. I, like, we didn't talk about it in the leaks, but <clears throat> he's spoken about kind of the dangers of blockbuster gaming, how much it comes to make them nowadays, how long it takes. Is it even worth it by then? And they come out, so um, yeah, I think I've been a, a bit of a downer on your of your question, but um, yeah, I think it's a, it's a weird pivot that maybe shouldn't happen. Hmm. No, no, don't be um, don't be sorry. It's an interesting question. I think. Um, yeah. I think that that they're seeing the success of you know remake and rebirth, and they're like, well, maybe we can do this with more stuff, perhaps. Um, mm. I'm not sure, but um, yeah, it's interesting. Um, Miles, haven't heard from you for a bit. Hello, man. Sorry. Hello again. <laughs> um, have you got anything in mind for us? Uh, I genuinely have no idea what they're even talking about with this. I just I don't understand <laughs> the term of what they're talking about because we've spoken a lot about Square Enix have really good franchises, four of which they sold off this year or last year to Embrace a Group, which would have been prime for I guess quote-unquote upgrading but they were already triple a games as is the final fantasy titles and as are say near automata and near replicant like the the problem that we've had with square enix hasn't been that the games aren't triple a enough it's that they're not marketed at all like mm. final fantasy 16 aside most of the games that they released like the tomb raider trilogy or say the deus ex kind of reboot games they just weren't shown to people. So no one knew they existed, so nobody bought them. If you don't tell mm. people that a game exists, they're not going to buy it. Um, you know, like Nier Automata, for example, is one of mine, and I know Tom's favorite games, like ever. But we're like a minority of people where everyone who plays the game absolutely adores it, but no one knows about it other than through word of mouth because Square Enix do a terrible job of actually promoting and marketing the games that are very good that they make. Um and Josh also touched on this. You know, you look at like Babylon's Fall or Strangers of Paradise or, you know, that weird Battle Royale Final Fantasy VII thing or Chocobo GP. Like, they're really trying Forspoken. to hit... Forspoken. Like, <laughs> these are just bad concepts or just not very well executed games. And they're saying that their problem is that they don't have enough AAAs or that they need to upgrade existing IPs and... I literally was just looking through their IP list and I was like, none of these, even if you upgrade them to AAA, quote unquote, I still don't know what that means, is going to actually somehow crack a Western market and sell 15 billion copies, which is apparently what they count as a success and only that. I think we've talked about Square Enix's expectations just being 
completely off the wall like they're just completely whacking where they think they should be in the industry um and don't get me wrong you know crisis core uh final fantasy 16 i thought was a good game not a great one um rebirth is probably one of our most hyped games for next year it's already in my running as probably being a game of the year contender and i haven't even played it yet just because it looks so incredible but i just feel like square don't do a good enough job of actually making people aware of how good some of their games already are and i don't think you improve that by quote unquote upgrading it to triple a um I don't think Dragon Quest is going to become any more popular because it will become AAA or, you know, front mission remakes will become AAA and therefore sell 10 million copies. Um, I think if anything, Square need to just almost reset and like Josh said, kind of streamline down a little bit um, and focus on what works instead of trying to cash in on loads of different things. Um, But also they just sold off for really promising uh, franchises that they could have either rebooted or remade or whatever and they've just suckered themselves completely so yeah I kind of saw this and I was like I don't know what that dude is on but also that entire interview is just complete shareholder jargon speak like none of it's real people talking like real people um, it's just somebody trying to look good in a meeting to say we'll make more money and we'll make more money by making good games but we're not going to tell you how we're going to do that or what the upgrades look like or what AAA even means um yeah i was just a bit like i don't know what you're talking about and i don't understand what any of that is supposed to say um because aside from rebirth square enix doesn't have a lot in its currently announced future where you look at and think oh yeah that makes sense that's what they're doing it just looks like more of the same of what we've already seen for a long time um so yeah, I was yeah. just scratching my head of like, which IPs are they even talking about? Like, what's getting upgraded here? It would have been nice to have some detail, but I guess you don't need detail when you just say you're going to make more money and people will clap you. So <laughs> he's, he's talking about he's talking about a remake of the Avengers. Oh yes, that really successful live service game that went swell. Yeah, yeah, that, yeah, was, that, that was great for everyone. Yeah, everyone loved it. Right, there was definitely no issues with it whatsoever. Definitely not being turned off this week. No, of course not. And, um, you know, Babylon's Fall, I heard, was a roaring success. Which oh, they has, loved um, it. Everyone yeah. loved it. Forsaken, yeah. everyone loved that as well. Phenomenal. Absolutely phenomenal. I don't know how they keep cracking it out of the park like this, you know? Damn, when you list it like that, Square Enix are in real trouble, aren't they? Like, Outriders. thank God they've got Final Fantasy. Outriders, yeah. Yeah, literally, aside from Final Fantasy, and 16 apparently was apparently like a disappointment. Who mm-hmm. knew? Um but I think Rebirth is literally the one thing that they have in their repertoire right now that everybody is genuinely hyped for. But aside from that, I just I genuinely don't see what four. they're going to do. Huh? Kingdom Hearts 4. Oh, yay. That game that I've tried to get into like three times and still can't stomach how stupid it is. <laughs> I'm sorry if there's Kingdom Hearts fans here. I just, I don't get it. Oh, yeah. 4 is still coming, isn't it? Yeah. 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 yeah, that's closest to AAA as they can get with that franchise as well. Like that's, yeah. I, I well, it's getting upgraded that. now. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Once Microsoft buys Square Enix, it'll be exclusive to Game Pass. But weirdly, no, we no. were convinced that Sony were going to buy them for ages, and I wonder if Sony were just like, "Nah, fuck it." Like they're just not. Aside from Final Fantasy, we don't care. I wonder if they saw sixteen and was like, "You know what? Nah, we'll good. go for Capcom instead. They're on a yeah. run." Capcom barely put a foot wrong in 10 years. Let's just go for them instead. <laughs> They're the safer bet. Crazy times. 
Um, Kat, you want to wind us up? Let's go Renix out of their minds. Or is there something that they can still garner from their history to make a success? I I kind of agree with what uh, Miles was saying. I agree with what Josh was saying as well, but um, my point was going to be more steered to what Miles was saying is that I feel like like working for Square Enix must be a really difficult company to work for because they just miss the fucking point every single time. And it must be (laughs) infuriating to sit in those boardrooms because it just feels like you've got like just a very small group of people being like, no, this is what we must do. It's going to be amazing. And then everyone probably is like, no, that's probably not going to be amazing, but we'll we'll do it anyway. And it, it feels like that very old, same old Hollywood trope, doesn't it? Of like, people have run out of ideas, so they'll go, hmm, 20th anniversary of like a really successful film coming up that we could maybe, I don't know, leak into more money. Hmm, 20, like, 25th anniversary of something where we could just, I don't know, make it the fucking again. Hmm, it's a sequel of something that was like, I don't know, 30 years ago um, that we could just bring back for the banter. And it just feels like they're clutching at straws at the moment. It feels like a real weird tactic to be like, guys, it's not working. We're making new games. They're still shit. Uh, and they're not making, you know, billions of pounds like we projected them to in our weird PowerPoint um, and our stats and our Excel sheets. Let's just look through our catalogue and see what we can upgrade. And I agree with Miles. What does that even fucking mean? Are you going to change the game? Are you going to because it's going to piss the fans off if you're going to change the game to be something that it isn't, or you're going to take a really old game and like move shit around? Like, what does that look like? You're gonna so, but also it's really bold of you to pursue because obviously they're always trying to probably strive for triple A kind of status. Um, so. Uh, what makes them think that it's gonna it's gonna hit it's just oh, i don't know it's it's one of those um one of those weird ones because like josh was saying as well final fantasy is a very successful series um but they are making a lot they're just missing a lot of marks and actually with a little bit of i don't know research you know like audience co-production um they might get a long way and by co-production i mean like Listen to your communities. Listen to your feedback. Look at your fucking sales. You don't need to rehash the 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 most successful thing from ten years ago for yourself. You just need to lower your expectations on sales. Take what was really good about some of the things that you've released in the last five years, and drop the things that people are criticizing you over. But also what Miles was saying is that there seems to be like this real disparity about marketing. There was that thing where Forspoken was like shoved down our throats for like a month and then we didn't hear about it for like nine months. Then we had a demo and we didn't hear about it again. And it was just, you know, there are many areas that can be worked on without going for a back catalogue and just re-releasing the same fucking song with a bit of a drum, drum and bass kick to it. Yes, I agree. Mm. Yeah. yeah you don't see yeah. britney like re-releasing baby one more time you know she's done it it's great it was great at the time it doesn't need changing it doesn't need upgrading whatever that looks like if that was to look like anything just you know wait. we love the game for what the games are baby, baby <laughs> one more time britney's version it's coming yeah um have, have square still got tomb raider i'm all right they haven't have they they've given it to someone else some very stuff just yeah so they've just sold it right Okay, well, that's good. 
That means the Tomb Raider's yeah, probably Crystal Dynamics be... still have it, but um, but um, yeah, Square don't. Ah, Crystal Dynamics. Those guys that are falling apart yeah. at the seams, making perfect dark. Yeah, yeah, brilliant. Yeah, yeah. So uh, therefore, fuck it. We're going to remaster the trilogy of Tomb Raider. Yeah, fuck it. Okay, all these people want is old games anyway. Fuck them. Yeah. Let's just give them. Let's just give them back. Um, yeah, it's a very interesting time for Square Enix. It's going to keep a very close eye on what they're up to for the next few months because they really. I mean, all they have is Rebirth and Octopath Traveler, I think, and that's about it. Um, Octopath sells like absolute monsters on Switch, so um, there is an audience for that. But yeah, interesting, we'll see. Right then, uh, let's get to our recommendations. This is where we find something throughout the week that we want to share with you, our loyal listener, whether a movie, a game, a TV show, a comic book. A television or a candle? I don't know. I'm looking around. Uh, uh, Kat, would you like to kick us off? Um, I recommend a little game that I completed in the last week. I don't know why that wasn't my game of the week, but I think it's just because I had so much fun on Power Wash. Um, uh, called Firewatch. I started it, I completed it, I played it in one sitting. Um, I really liked it. I don't think I loved it. Like, I, I'm not, like, diehard for it, but I did really enjoy what I played. It's a very good one-session sit-in game. If you have yes. nothing to play or you haven't played anything um, for a while or you just you just need something to, like, be a bit different and you think, oh, I don't want to, like, invest or commit hundreds of hours into something just yet, but I really want to play something new... I actually think, you know, things like Firewatch, but Firewatch in particular filled that gap for me last week. And that was really fun because it was something on my catalogue that I really, really wanted to play and just happened to pop up and be like, oh, when I was looking for games to play, Miles was like, you you need to start Firewatch now. And I was like, yeah, you're right. I do need to start that. And I finished it in the same day. So very good. Very short game. About three, four hours-ish. Yeah, about that. Um, yeah, it can be done in one thing. Easily, um, mm. uh, yeah, I enjoyed it. I really enjoyed it. So very, be- very pretty game. Like it's it, like, game. like that visuals a lot. Mm. Um, so yeah, designed designed by one of Paul's heroes, Ollie Moss, who makes really? amazing movie posters. Yeah, oh. and um, his, his use of color, Paul goes like, "Man, he's fucking amazing, that guy, fucking amazing." Poor <laughs> <laughs> dude. That um, that time where. I'm just going to name drop now. I'm sorry, but that time where Paul and I met up was um, Sissy Jones, who plays Delilah in Firewatch. Oh, yeah. In in uh, London, um, he was convinced that Ollie was going to be there, and so he was getting really nervous. So I was like, "Mate, there's oh. a chance that he might not be there." And um, he was like, "Oh no, but what if he is? I, I, I don't know what to say to him. He's not my hero." And I was like, "Okay, man, that's cool." Oh, um, I didn't know Sissy Jones is Delilah. That's really cool. I really liked Delilah as a character. Oh yeah, she's she's fantastic. She won a BAFTA yeah. for. Her. Yeah, um, I don't. I'm not surprised by that. To be fair, yeah, she's amazing. Uh, yeah. But uh, Ollie wasn't there, so Paul was a lot more relaxed. But he was also disappointed. Very cool. like, it was a sad, it was a sad <laughs> day for all around. Um, Josh, what is your uh, what is your game? Uh, your uh, the recommendation? That's the one. Yeah. Uh, well, it could be a game of the week because it is a recommendation for a game. Uh, oh my god! Two video games yeah. and recommendations. Yeah, I mean, I've really been in a hole of just kind of like playing through everything. Uh, But um, something wrapped up this week, and that is The Expanse, the Telltale series. Ah, Um, yes. 
yeah so all five episodes are out now um it's co-developed by deck nine and telltale uh and yeah do you know what i had a good time with it um i do wish some of the mechanics they used at the start of the game used throughout and pacing and stuff like that that you know got a, a few issues with the game uh but yeah i think if you're a fan of the tv show um with which I slowly am becoming because I am watching it now as well because of the game. Um, you'll probably really enjoy it because it's a prequel series for one of the beloved characters, Kamina Drummer. Um, yeah, and it is, you know, Telltale. Um, I don't think it's the necessary return I was hoping for um, as there wasn't these sort of like emotional moments that kind of, hit you hard as like the walking dead or something like that there wasn't something that was necessarily outstandingly memorable um but i think they have tackled story with more of uh well, more nuance and stuff like that and i think with the kind of engine that they're working with uh, you can feel a lot more through just the uh character models not necessarily having to be it completely overt through dialogue on how people feel like you could really see how um, the actors are um and yeah and flat it kind of just it does make more of a mature story and the world is so cool um really high sci-fi um really worth digging into the show and the game all right cool i've always been curious about the show so i might give it a go um... yeah i mean it's on all on prime so oh cool very easy Lovely stuff. Um, yeah, it's not, it's always great to see Telltale back, and um, maybe they're just sort of dipping their toe with this one. I mean, the Wolf Among Us two is still on the way, isn't it? Yeah, 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 and I'm excited for that for sure. Yeah, so I think that's going to bring the uh, bring the feels, and uh, hopefully they get back to their best um, sooner rather than later, because uh, a good Telltale is always good to have in the industry for sure. Yeah, uh, Miles, your recommendation. Uh, for once, I'm actually not going to do a game, and I'm going to do a D recommendation. Uh, we watched the 2022 Texas Chainsaw Massacre movie, and I highly recommend that you do not watch it because it's absolutely shit. Um, I genuinely wish I could get that hour and a half of my life back so I could watch something that's actually decent instead. Um, I don't know how they got it so wrong. Like the whole setup is a bit stupid. Its commentary is also equally stupid, and the kills, although gory, are also stupid. The whole film was a mess from start to finish, and I can't believe I actually sat through the entirety of it. Um, so if you do see it on Netflix and you think to yourself, oh, Texas Chainsaw, that's a cool, that's a cool franchise, don't do it, play the game instead, um, or just go back and watch the original. Um, it's not worth your time. Sorry. Okay, noted. Yep, there you go. I'm saving you from the mistake that we made. <laughs> Love it. <laughs> What's your recommendation, Roscoe? Well, I was going to recommend a movie because I've been sort of slowly going through my films this week. I've watched 65. The Adam Driver dinosaur movie. Don't watch that movie. Fuck me. That's a deep recommendation as well. It sounds amazing. Um, and on paper, Adam Driver fights dinosaurs. I'm like, yes, I'm in. Let's do this. Um, but it was uh, disappointing to say the least. Um, and I watched Knock at the Cabin, which was much better. Um, Batista can act, man. Did you know Batista can actually like properly like act? Act. Yeah, he's actually yeah. decent. I saw him in that five minute scene on Blade Runner 2049, and I thought, fuck me. Where's he yeah. been for ages? <laughs> I really liked him in the Mortal Kombat trailer. Thought it was excellent. <laughs> <laughs> so if someone says, yes, like, 
Someone said, who's the best wrestler turned actor? I was like, well, it's Batista, easily. Yes. Um, Rock the Cabin. <laughs> no, give me a break. Um, yeah. yeah, I mean, yeah, Knock at the Cabin's great. Um, well worth a watch if you're into and like Shyamalani kind of twisty movies, um, which I am. So, yeah, it was great. But my recommendation is not a film. It is a book. And um, it is time once again for the Chris Scullion Encyclopedia. Well, this time he has released the Dreamcast Encyclopedia, and it is every single Dreamcast game ever made in one big orange book. And it's absolutely awesome. I've spoken many times on this podcast about how the Dreamcast is an underrated machine, how it is my favorite console possibly of all time. And I was waiting very patiently for this version of the book to come out. And it's absolutely awesome. And I'm going to review it on the site very soon. Um, as is tradition, and uh, well, yeah, I'm going to be very positive about it because it's a bloody great book. Um, it's just every single game for the Dreamcast written up in a very Chris Scullion style, very easy to read, very fun to read, very natural. Um, is His conversational skills in writing is something that really kind of appealed to me as I grew up reading his stuff in Official Nintendo magazine. Um, and so he talks to you through through his writing like he's kind of sat with you at a table and he's just like showing you something and it's um it's re- it's always really fun to read so if you love the dreamcast which i do very very much and you want to learn about shenmue power stone sonic adventure metropolis street racing all the wondrous things that uh, the dreamcast provided including that seaman game where you were a man you had a fed a fish you had a face or a man of man for a face i don't know it was very confusing very sega of that time uh, but it was a great uh, a great era, which died way too soon. Damn PS2 and your popularity and your DVD player. Um, so yeah, the Dreamcast Encyclopedia is out now. You can get it from all good bookshops and Amazon, of course. So yeah, go get it. And he plays them all, doesn't he, for the encyclopedia? He plays every single one. It's insane. That's madness. Yeah. And if he can't get it, he imports it. He's got a Japanese Dreamcast at home. So he also covered every single Dreamcast game. Released in Japan, not and not released over here. Just wild. Yeah, really is an encyclopedia. <laughs> yeah, he's doing he's doing the PS2 next, and that's like the biggest catalogue of games ever. So, I mean, I, I don't even know where he's going to start. I don't know how he does this every year, along with being a full time writer for VDC and a father. I don't just don't know how he does it, but yeah, the man's a monster. Godspeed, indeed. Um, all right, then, ladies and gents, that is it from us. Thank you all very much to you for listening. Don't forget, if you want to follow us, you can follow us absolutely everywhere. Just go to the link tree in the description below to find us in all the places. If you want to follow us on Twitter, you can at FNGRGNS, or we are at finger underscore guns, finger underscore GNS, that's it, on uh, threads, which I promise I have updated now. I haven't, I believe I can't remember. Um, but you can go check it out because everyone's using threads, right? Everyone loves threads. Um, so, yeah. Go and find us. All of our individual Twitter handles are in the description below, except for Mars, of course, he's smart. I'm not on Twitter slash X, but it's really Twitter. Um, if you really like what we do, want to follow our Patreon for $1 a month, you can keep this podcast live on its various podcast setting services and keep the website nice and shiny. But that's it, ladies and gentlemen. Thank you all very much for listening. We'll be back next week with more gaming goodness. But until then, it is goodbye from Joshua Thompson. Goodbye, everyone. It is goodbye from Miles Thompson. Farewell. And it is goodbye from Doctor in Training, Kat. T T F N. 
Oh, <laughs> we're bringing it back, baby. We're bringing it back. <laughs> and my name is Roscoe. Thank you very much for listening. We'll see you next time on the Finger Guns Podcast. <laughs>